And now, live from StarWorldWideNetworks.com, welcome to Marketing Money Mindset, bringing you interesting true stories on how clever marketing ideas create money opportunities with a conscious mindset producing impact and success. Together, lover of marketing Elisa Sparks Lane from the Ellen Sparks Agency and the man from Mars, business and life coach Brian Wood, share their experiences on how success is so much more than creating cash flow. True success comes when you nurture your business, body, and brain in order to get the most out of your business and in life. Now, join the dynamic duo on our journey to success. Ready, set, listen. Good morning. What's going on, Matt? Good morning. What did you just How say to me? You? I said, am I playing Brian tonight? What, what's going on? No, you get to be you, oh. and I appreciate it. Actually, Brian's out um, slaying dragons again. Um, he's uh, The corporate job has got him trapped. Oh, no. Yeah. No. So, so you're here today. Perfect. And thank you, because uh, we got to hang out this weekend and realize I do not know how to play Flip Cup. Uh, yes, I also realize that I am uh, old and... Uh, <laughs> Not really yeah. up to date with all the college festivities that are going on. No, we almost won though. We almost won at a was that beer pong? Yes, we yes. got so close. I threw the game purposely because the the kids looked. They'd cry. They looked very upset. That yeah, were, we had a college throwback practicing. event extravaganza, thirtieth birthday party for one of our friends, and Matt actually uh, stepped it up, rode a Pegasus in, did a toga event. It was pretty I nice. Did. I did. Yeah, there's some pictures out there. It was not. It was not easy. Uh, I didn't have any white white uh, sheets. I only have Star Wars sheets, so I had to go buy my toga, which was not fun. No. No. Did anyone say anything? No, no, no. I, I don't think anybody minded. It was good though, and I love the colorful socks you had on. Uh, they were quite festive. Yeah. So, uh, what are we, what are we looking at today? Um, we're looking to donate blood. We actually have uh, Sue here today. Sue Tho? Sue. Sue. And uh, she's actually the PR uh, person at the United Blood Services in Arizona. And uh, she's going to be telling us about some great ways of donating blood and actually not only saving lives, but actually even have a chance to win a car and possibly some Pizza Hut giant cookie. That's Is that right. right. What is it's happening? A, it's a tasty thing, donating blood. It's a tasty thing. It is. So I did read something that kind of had me concerned, but I guess I get it. So it says, um, find the hero in you. Give blood three times a year. That's right. Okay. So do you have a lot of people doing that three, three times a year? Well, and that's the whole reason that we kind of use that tagline is that, you know, the, in, the, only about 5% of the population even donates blood once a year. And the people who do donate, donate once or twice. And so if people would just think about it a little bit more often and, and maybe make it a point to give blood three times a year, then blood shortages would cease to exist. And uh, we'd always be sure that we had an ample supply of blood when you, a family member, or a, or a friend finds themselves in need of a life-saving transfusion. What is the United Blood Service? Well, we're Arizona's largest nonprofit community blood provider. In fact, we were founded right here in Scottsdale, Arizona in 1943. So we're the first and flagship center of the Blood Systems Network. We're the nation's second largest blood provider uh, in about 26 different states across the country. 
but I work specifically with the United Blood Services Southwest Division, which is uh, Arizona and the Las Vegas area. But right here in the state, we are the supplier of blood for more than 64 hospitals. And uh, we work very, very hard to organize blood drives and operate donor centers to make sure that we're bringing in 500 blood donors every single day. Wow. That's terrific. And is there any particular type of blood that you always look for, or is it? Well, you know, you can imagine with, with a need of 500 blood donors um, that there's a, there's a need for people of all blood types to give blood all the time. However, o, type O is always the greatest demand uh, because it's what's called the universal donor for red blood cells. Red blood cells are the most commonly transfused component of blood, and type O can go to more people than just type O patients. So... O negative, about 6% of the population has it, but it can be received by 100% uh, of the patients out there. It's the one type that can be substituted for all others. And likewise, O positive is a pretty common blood type. About 37% of the population has it, but it can go to anybody with a positive blood type, and that's about 85% of the people out there. I'm, a, I'm an O, are you? I'm an A positive. You're A positive? Yes. Mm -hmm. Matches my grades in school. Did it? Yes. <laughs> Good. No, it did not. Have uh, you given blood, Matt? I, you know, I was just about to say that I've given blood several times. Uh, however, uh, I gave a lot of blood when I was in. The, I'm a, a Marine Corps veteran, so uh, it was Thank kind you, of Matt. a ne necessity to give blood to all our fellow service members. Uh, and in the corporate setting, uh, we used to have a lot of uh, blood vans come to our work, and and that was actually our way of giving back and also getting out of work, uh, which was also a plus. Um, but how do you how do you go give blood to you guys? Is there are there centers all across the valley, valley, or how do you set it up? If I want to go and and give blood today, I think that would be my biggest problem. Is I don't really know where to go anymore unless I actually see the van in in the parking lot or or someone actually comes to my work to do it. How how can I be proactive and find a place to give blood? Well, actually, it's pretty easy to find a place these days, and uh, we operate about six donor centers across the valley, so those are fixed-site donor centers that are, that are open uh, most days, and uh, you can give blood at any of those locations, but we also host about a dozen blood drives uh, across the state every single day. So any group that really has probably at least a, a hundred people that are kind of you know, there, there's usually enough to recruit uh, the minimum number needed to host a blood drive. We're very active with most major employers, with schools, businesses, churches, civic organizations. Uh, so if you, if you work somewhere during the day that has a few people, then uh, we'd love to maybe come out and host a blood drive right there to make it easy for you to give blood. Do you still get a cookie and orange juice after you donate? Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, I have to tell you, you lose a pound when you give blood. So the snacks are actually guilt-free. But afterwards, we want you to get rehydrated, so we always have water and, and different uh, drinks there for you to have after you donate, as well as snacks. Um, we have a variety of, of you know, cookies and different kinds of snacks that you can have after you donate blood. So I've got some kids. Is it um, What age can you start them at? I have a 17 and 18-year-old, 19-year-old. Oh, well, they Gosh, are actually <laughs> the perfect age. You might be surprised to know that teens are Arizona's largest donor group. We, in fact, just uh, this last week, we honored the teens at Chaseville. The Arizona Diamondbacks sponsor our high school blood drive challenge. 
We have 194 schools that sponsor blood drives for us across Arizona. And last year, they donated 21,500 pints of blood amongst the, uh, amongst the high school blood drives. So it's really, it's really a huge thing um, for the teens to donate blood. And we honored the top schools at on field right before the D-backs game. And so we welcome your 16, 17, 18, 19-year-olds to come and give blood with United Blood Services. In fact... Even during the summer, and you know, the schools are getting ready to get out of session. And that's one of our biggest challenges is getting those teens to come in and donate during their summer break because they're such big givers during the school years. Was that the idea with Volkswagen, the uh, summer drive to save lives? Well, you know, maybe they'll get the car. That's right. In fact, we did have a teen win that car. We've been doing this every summer for about, I think this is our eighth summer with Volkswagen. And, uh, not last summer, but the summer before our teen donor actually won that car. We have 10 categories of finalists. I, I just, I'm so excited about this Volkswagen campaign. I have to tell you about it. Um, anybody who gives blood between June 1st and August 31st is automatically entered to win. But uh, we draw finalists throughout the summer based on a lot of different categories. And uh, we'll draw a June finalist, a July finalist, and an August finalist but we'll also draw a teen donor finalist. So any of those teens that are on their summer break, if they pre-register first uh, on a special website, we're going to draw one of our finalists just from that category. We're also going to draw finalists from people who help out with automated donation procedures, giving specific blood components at our donor centers. They just need to ask about it when they go to a donor center. We're going to draw one amongst all the blood drive coordinators who make their goals. We're also going to draw some finalists amongst the people who don, uh, who deposit their bonus entry cards in a Volkswagen showroom. That's a really great way to go out and see the great fleet that the Volkswagen dealerships have. Now, I can't see the small print on here. Do you have to be 18 to win the car, or anyone can win it? Anybody can win the car. We do have some... some uh, Extra provisions when a 16 or 17 year old is actually drawn as one of our finalists, should they actually be the person who starts the key of the car in the parking lot uh, during our grand prize ceremony, we actually award that car to their parent or guardian with the strong suggestion that they pass it on to their teen. <laughs> <laughs> not keep it. Were you I trying hope to keep it goes it to my teen? <laughs> 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 he is not getting that car. You know, I one thing that I do have questions about because I know a lot of people are very fearful of giving blood for either, you know, the fact that they're scared of needles or they're afraid that, um, you know, there's so much talk about you know dirty needles or things like that, and they're afraid that they might be, you know, infected with something. You know, there's so many safety measures in place now. That's not even really. A possibility, right? Oh, donating blood is 100% safe. In fact, in fact, I was told one time is that you're more likely to have a, a high-rise building fall on top of you when you're walking past it than to catch something from donating blood. It's entirely safe. Everything used in the donation pro process is sterile and disposable. The, the needle comes attached to the blood back and, and is destroyed as medical waste after the donation, so nothing is reused. And, you know, just speaking of needles, I mean, people, most people don't like that word, but I just kind of want to plant a suggestion here um, because we are talking about needles is that when you stop and think that donating blood feels about like getting a vaccination and, you know, we all go get our flu shot every year. Well, we should get our flu shot every year if we don't. 
And uh, um, when you think about that tiny little prick of the needle that feels like getting a vaccination is going to help save the lives for two to three people, I think it's a very small sacrifice to make uh, considering the good that you're doing in the community by donating blood. Absolutely, absolutely. I know for a fact, uh, again, I, I've given blood a lot, and I have, I have very small veins, so when I do go to the doctor, uh, they, it takes a few <laughs> tries to finally get me. Uh, but it really, it really is, is quite painless, you know, most of the time. Um, so, yeah, I, and I agree. Now, as far as the blood goes, uh, there's so many things in there. There's the, the cell and the, the plasma, and you don't do the, the marrow or anything, right? What, how, does, how does that work? Is there... So when you, typically most people when they give blood think about donating whole blood. And, and whole blood is made up primarily of red cells, platelets, and plasma. And it's really interesting to note that each of those components has a different medical purpose. So if you come in and you donate whole blood, we're going to bring it back to our lab, we're going to spin it in a centrifuge machine, and blood is literally going to separate into layers. It's going to look like Italian salad dressing before you shake it up. And so because red cells are heavier than plasma, the red cells sink to the bottom, the plasma goes to the top, and that gives us the ability to be able to separate out those components. Now, red cells are used primarily by people who are surgery patients or accident victims, people who have suffered from severe blood loss, or perhaps people who are so sick that they're in the hospital fighting diseases and, and they're also battling anemia. Um, plasma is used by people who are suffering from internal bleeding. That's what contains the life-saving clotting factors. So if somebody's injured in an accident and they're internal bleeding, doctors will give plasma transfusions to try to control the bleeding. And then finally, the platelets in the blood uh, are used primarily by cancer and leukemia patients because people going through chemotherapy treatments uh, the chemotherapy destroys a lot of the platelets in their blood, and many of those patients have to have uh, platelet transfusions following their chemotherapy treatments. And uh, I know I kind of got away from your original question, but basically what happens, people come in, they might choose to give a whole blood donation, but based on their blood type, we might encourage them to consider giving one of our automated donations where they're giving just platelets or just plasma or just red cells um, based on their blood type and how universal it is for that component. I mentioned earlier that O negative and O positive are kind of the universal donors for red blood cells. Well, type AB is the universal donor for plasma. And then we really encourage those type A donors like you to give platelets because platelets, while they're not type specific, there's always a huge, huge shortage. And type A is a really common blood type. And uh, so there's usually enough to go around if a lot, of those a lot of those donors will consider giving platelets. You know, platelets have to be transfused within five days of donation. And considering that the first 24 to 36 hours is testing and processing, that doesn't give doctors a lot of time to match up those platelets to a particular patient. So we're always struggling uh, for platelets during those times of year when it's harder to get blood donors. Oh, this is amazing. Um, now, the three times a year is still getting me, like the reminder of that. Is there some ways that, you know, socially, I mean, the media and social, social media right now is just amazing. Is that something that you 
you know, do something as a reminder? Is there an app that we can download? Is there any information like that that we can actually remind ourselves to do more of? Well, you know, once you donate blood with United Blood Services, we're, we're always going to keep you well-educated about how, when you're eligible to donate blood. There's different eligibilities between different types of donations. But once you give with us once, we're going to, uh, you know, send you emails letting you know when you're eligible again, educate you a little bit about your blood facts and things like that. We're very active on social media with United Blood Services. We also have a call center that when we need your particular blood type and you're eligible, uh, we may call you and ask if you'll make an appointment. We also have uh, a big online presence. Um, you can go to uh, bloodhero.com and make appointments at your favorite blood drives. And you know, once those blood drives come up scheduled again, you'll get notified that we're gonna be at a location that you prefer and, and hopefully encourage you to make an appointment. I love it. Well, we're gonna take a quick break and. Um, when we get back, let's also learn about how to get a cookie. You a bet. giant cookie, it looks like, um, from Pizza Hut when we get back. Thank you. She said love don't come easy, but it's a game of give and take. You can't hurry back. No, you just have to wait. Just trust in the good time. No matter how long it takes, how many heartaches must I when it comes to finding the home of your dreams with VIP experience, Sheila Gerardo is ready to move. As a qualified member of the Luxury Home Tour of Arizona, elite member of the Pro Athlete and Business Network, and your local MD Preferred Affiliate Professional, Sheila Gerardo is the Athlete and VIP Relocation Specialist in Arizona. Sheila's combined experience in real estate, real estate investment, and luxury property assures you a smooth transition to your new life. Whether you are buying or selling a home, experience is proven commitment. Sheila Gerardo, your athlete and VIP relocation specialist has to offer. Sheila Gerardo, Realty Executives Phoenix. www.sheilagerardo.com or call her at 415-578-8427. Anyone who's ever sat through a long meeting or presentation knows what it's like to experience information overload. And anyone who's ever led one of these meetings knows the challenge of holding the attention of an audience. In such an information-dense society, this is a real problem when we want our message to be heard. Frame the Message, Inc. is the solution to helping your audience capture and retain information quickly and effectively. In a process called Live Graphic Recording, Frame the Message, Inc. creates large, colorful illustrations to accompany your presentation and captures the essence of the message of your meeting or event. If you want to avoid hearing this and instead hear this, then bring Frame the Message, Inc. to your next meeting or conference. When it comes to delivering a message, you have a choice in how your audience engages. Make the right one with FrameTheMessageInc.com. That's FrameTheMessageInc.com. Too busy to cook? Don't want a grocery shop? Take back your life. Let witnessing nature and food provide you and your family with eco-conscious, organic, tasty, nutritious meals. 
headed by internationally trained chef Jennifer Johnson, you will enjoy the healthful food your body craves. Choose from meal prep, meal plans, catering, or cooking class services. Just go to witnessingnature.net. Witnessingnature.net. It's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic. Witnessing nature in everything. Are you ready for swimsuit season? Let's face it, we all have those pesky areas that are stubborn to diet and exercise. We have just the solution for you. Introducing the FDA-approved Ultra Shape Power for powerful fat burning. The Ultra Shape Power is body contouring at its best at 32% fat reduction. The strongest and most effective body contouring device on the market. Painless. No downtime. And you can see the results in as little as two weeks. Call LifeScape Premier to schedule your free consultation with Noel, their very own certified laser specialist and national trainer. Call 480-860-5500 or visit www.lifescapepremier.com to learn more. Welcome back to Marketing Money Mindset. The place where clever marketing, creating money, and the conscious mindset intersect. With your hosts, Elisa Sparks Lane and Brian Wood. Welcome back. I'm here with Matt Broom from House of Comedy. Can I say that now? You can say it. Yeah. When are you back on? Uh, Michelle, I remember you met uh, Michelle a couple weeks back. Batman? Batman. Remember Matt Batman that night? I have no clue what Red you're eye. talking about right now. You don't remember oh, Red yes, Eye? Oh, yes, yeah. yes, uh, yes. Yeah. That was for uh, Funniest Person with a Day Job. There, there was a contest going on. Yeah. You uh, came and, and helped judge some of the festivities. That's yeah. actually on again this evening. Oh, tonight? Yes. Ooh. Will you be there? I will be uh, the uh, guest uh, pseudo-celebrity guest judge again. Who's judging? Who else is judging? Uh, it's going to be myself. Uh, it's going to be you um, I'm after judging. I talk to you about this. <laughs> uh, I love when you give me such good notice. <laughs> Rick, Rick Bronson uh, should be flying in from Canada to uh, judge it as well, uh, along with Danielle Williams from um, AZTV should be there as well. So nice. Maybe we can get Left Eye to come out. Uh, it's possible. Batman. Yeah. Don't you want Batman there? I, I, yeah, I miss her. Yeah. When are you on the stage, though? Um, I am on stage next week in Chicago, if you'd like to fly out there, and then the following week in Vegas. Ed's from Chicago, our producer Ed. today, taking I knew he looked Wendy's familiar. spot. Yes, yes. I, I, I am from Chicago, and I'm proud to be from Chicago, and I'll never live in Chicago again. Yeah, he said he didn't like <laughs> New York. What? No, that that's not what I, that's yeah. not what I said. He's been all rowdy. Well, look, that's I, exactly the opposite of what I said. <laughs> I don't live in New York either anymore, or Chicago. I mean, being from Chicago, I, I'm, I'm guaranteeing you, you had to give blood a, a couple times. Oh, yeah. Not whether voluntarily you, either. Yeah, whether you wanted to or yeah. not, yeah. it was coming. That's funny. I said, somebody grab a jar. It's just flowing. Come it, on. It is. The, the rough streets of Chi-Town, <laughs> they've, they've been having some problems out there lately. Yeah, I haven't lived there in 14 years, so I'm good. I'm healed. <laughs> I was just there last week. Were you? In fact, I just I have to tout AZTV. You just mentioned Danielle Williams. Uh, I was in Chicago last week. AZTV earned the National Media Partner of the Year Award from America's Blood Centers for their support of United Blood Services. They sp also sponsor our Volkswagen campaign. 
So please do give Danielle my regards tonight. I will do that. She's actually hosting this evening. Oh, and, how uh, fun. She's going to try out her comedy chops. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's I'm pretty excited. Fun. I'm excited. Mm. It was funny last time. We had some good times. I think I was voting for Tony. Tony was probably my favorite. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Am I supposed to say that? I believe that? you knew who Tony was. So I think I have kind of, seen Tony before, he but he partial. is funny. No, I wasn't. Maybe uh, a little. Sorry. There was four judges. So yeah. The other three must have agreed with you as well. That's right. All right, Sue, so we're going back into the blood. So what are some times around the year that we actually should be more conscious about giving blood? Or is there? Well, there, there certainly are. You know, um, if you stop and think about any time people are taking a break to have fun, they're oh. probably not donating blood. And, you know, often in the not-too-distant future, we've got the Memorial Holiday Week, and then we've got Independence Day Holiday Week and Labor Day summer holiday vacations, as well as, you know, the time frame of Thanksgiving through New Year's, um, are among our hardest times of the year to attract blood donors. And that's because when you stop and think that about 60% of our state's blood supply comes from organization-sponsored blood drives, well, during those time frames, not only are schools not in session, but businesses are on four-day work weeks. Well, when they're short-staffed due to vacations and shortened work weeks, they're not going to take the time to host blood drives. So we always have a big, big challenge those holiday weeks. Well, and we're probably partying, so there's probably more options to go to the hospital. It very well could be. There, yeah. there certainly are more people out on the roads and highways, which you know creates a greater potential for accidents and a greater potential for the need for blood. And uh, so we always try to look for uh, local sponsors to help partner with us to make it fun and exciting to donate blood during holiday weeks. And earlier we were talking about the tasty cookie from Pizza Hut. And if you give blood between May 26th and June 2nd, which is the Memorial Holiday Week, Pizza Hut is going to thank you with a voucher for uh, an eight-person chocolate chip cookie. And I have to tell you, we had to taste test this before we partnered with them, and it is delicious. Sue, I can't uh, help but notice I don't see a cookie here today. I was about to give blood. Oh, my god! Right here at uh, the van's <laughs> the outside. Oh, the van's outside. Let's go outside. What I'm ready for I this thinking? cookie. I should have brought a cookie with me. It is fantastic. Now, speaking of cookies and uh, partying, like we were saying, so what is the process, you know, uh, before you go in from start to finish? If I want to go give blood, are there things that I can't do prior to going out, um, such as is I shouldn't drink the night before, or I should stay hydrated, Gatorade? Uh, what is the process? Is it something that I really have to the pay attention work? to? Well, first of all, the most important thing is to make sure that you're well hydrated with uh non-alcoholic uh, fluids. So we recommend that you really be conscientious about drinking lots of water before you donate blood. And not just on your way to the blood drive, you maybe start the day before uh, doubling up on your fluids. You wanna make sure that you have a meal in your system sometime within a few hours before you donate. It's fine if it's right before, but you don't wanna give blood on an empty stomach. Uh, you wanna make sure that you that you know what uh, whatever prescription medications or international travel that you've had so that you can answer the questions. We do have a handy online la uh, app that if you've donated blood before, you can go on and answer the questions ahead of time, which will make it a little quicker when you arrive. Um, but when you arrive at the, at the donation What's the name of the app? 
Uh, it's just bloodhero.com. Uh, you where you can go to make appointments and then there's a link right there that you can click on that will help you answer the questions ahead of time or you can go to United Blood Services website there's a link there just Google United Blood Services it's really easy to uh, find your way there while uh, you know when you look up our name and you mentioned a hotline as well is that the hotline is one eight seven seven. U-B-S hero. I know people hate going in and trying to do the letters, but it's an easy way to remember it. one eight seven seven ubs hero or one 827 4376 Or you can go to bloodhero.com. But, uh, or just Google United Blood Services and you'll find all the information. We're, we're very easy to find. And hopefully you all have something on your website too that will help people link back to the location. When you arrive at United Blood Services, whether it be a blood drive or a donor center, um, you're going to spend about the first 15 minutes in your health history interview or, or less if you did your questions ahead of time. You're going to get a free mini physical, which is a great benefit of donating blood. Get your pulse, blood pressure, temperature, blood iron level reading. So it's, it's kind of a great way to sort of just check how you're doing. And on top of that, uh, just so I don't uh, neglect to mention it, is that we're also going to do a total cholesterol test on your blood after you donate. So you'll get the results from that as well. So there's actually a lot of benefits. To there are a lot blood. of benefits. And, you know, there's obviously the, the obvious benefit of saving lives. But personally speaking, that great little health history check is, is wonderful. You know, the fact that you, know, you lose a pound when you give blood. A lot of people um, I like that one. And uh, the actual donation only takes about 5 to 10 minutes to give blood. Um, all you feel is, uh, first we scrub your arm to make it a sterile area, and then uh, all you feel is that tiny little pinch that's about like getting a vaccination. Five to ten minutes later, you're finished. Uh, we take the blood from the crook of your arm, so it's just, you know, very simple. Five to ten minutes later, you're finished, and we ask for you to relax and enjoy refreshments for 15 minutes before you go about your normal activities. And there really is a good reason for that. Um, we want you to leave well hydrated. We've just taken a pint of your body fuels. And uh, we want you to have a snack to kind of rebuild your energy before you go. And uh, uh, for other donation types, like we mentioned earlier, how you can give um, a specialized donation type, like, you know, just platelets or just plasma or just red cells, um, those donation types do take a little bit longer. Uh, because we actually separate your blood in a closed system within a machine, so it never leaves the bag, but we can separate and isolate one specific component and return the rest uh, to you. Fluid loss is the same to the donor. It just means that we might be taking, instead of whole blood, we might be taking all red blood cells. And do you need ID or anything that the first time The first time you donate blood, you need to show to ID, but we'll take your picture and uh, we'll be able to do a visual ID on you for future donations. So just the first time you need to have that ID with you. Unless the medication I noticed as well. Um, medication, they're going to ask you some questions about are you on specifically on this medication or that one. There are a few that will prevent you from donating blood. But surprisingly, most medications are absolutely fine. Unless you're taking something to fight an active disease or infection, you're probably fine to give blood. Um, but examples of medications uh, that are fine are things like, you know, birth control, vitamins, hormones, thyroid medication, high blood pressure, antidepressants, painkillers. All of those things are fine. But if you're on blood thinners because you have heart disease, mm -hmm. 
we probably want you to keep your blood. And that's not so much for patient safety. It's for the donor's safety because we don't want to risk imbalancing something that you need uh, in a very precise medication. Even diabetics are okay to donate blood who require insulin. So there aren't a lot of them um, that will prevent you from giving blood. So you mentioned finding a hero or find the hero in you. Like who are the people we're actually helping by donating blood? Well, you know, we were just talking on the break a little bit about um, Haley uh, is a young lady right here at, who received her treatment at Phoenix Children's Hospital. And um, it, you might be surprised to learn that just between the two Valley Children's Hospitals, the uh, Cardin Children's Medical Center and Phoenix Children's Hospital, about 1,100 life-saving transfusions are needed every single month by those kids. And Haley's just one example. She was born with a rare disorder called diamond black fan anemia, and which that meant that her body could not produce her own red blood cells. So every month of her life, she had to go to the hospital and receive red blood cells um, since her body couldn't produce them. Fortunately, in 2007, uh, her little brother turned out to be a bone marrow match for her, and she was able to receive a transplant. And uh, she is now cured of her diamond black fan anemia. But uh, through the course of that, she ended up taking um, 110 blood transfusions before she was uh, cured of diamond black fan anemia. But that's just one example. Um, it happened in my, in my own family uh, in October. Uh, my brother had a hemorrhage and he was rushed to the hospital and um, received about two dozen transfusions during um, the emergency treatments. And he received red blood cells because of severe blood loss. He received plasma um, to help his blood to clot because they had trouble controlling the bleeding. And he received platelets because he lost so much blood, he needed the platelets replaced. And um, Unfortunately, my brother didn't survive, but the thing that was so meaningful to me when we were at the hospital was that the two dozen people who gave blood for my brother gave him his only chance of surviving. And truly, most people do have success stories, but, you know, you have to be able to give people every chance that they can have to survive. And you know, had it not been for the blood donors, it would have been a lost cause from the very beginning. So there are stories, there are hundreds of them with a need of 500 blood donors every single day. There are hundreds of stories for families every day. And you never know when you wake up in the morning if it's going to be you or someone that you care about. Certainly that day when my brother got up, he didn't think he was going to find himself in a hospital fighting for his life that evening. But certainly that was the case. And all you have to do is turn on the news to hear about the stories of people who are in car accidents or who have heart attacks or, you know, there's, there's story after story. And eventually all of us will be touched by somebody who's been dependent on a blood donor. So you've been there for quite some time now. What got you involved? Well, it's actually kind of interesting. I, I have a kind of an interesting past. I... Um, I uh, worked for the Department of Corrections for five years. I even did a little stint as a correctional officer. But um, when I worked in the, the, the media office for the central office of, of, of the Department of Corrections, one of my job responsibilities was the blood drive coordinator. And it was something that just really um, I grabbed onto. It was, it was a real feel-good thing in an industry that wasn't so feel-good. And um, 
Uh, the representative I worked with to organize blood drives uh, thought I had a natural ability for organizing blood drives, and uh, pretty soon they encouraged me to apply for a donor recruitment representative, and um, I organized blood drives for many years for United Blood Services, and uh, then I managed the people who organized blood drives and have been in the PR position um, since the year 2000, but I'm just, I'm really proud to say that uh, I celebrated my 30-year anniversary with United Blood Services next month. Wow. I did start when I was two. And, wow. uh, <laughs> but, you know, in that time, I've watched both of my parents be blood recipients. Mm. And um, I've met a lot of people who are alive today because uh, of blood transfusions. And it's just every day I am so thankful that I get to do something that helps people and keeps families together and and it's such a feel-good thing that um, I'm very um, emotional about the cause, I guess. Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, I know it affects everyone. Everyone is touched by this, whether they realize it or not. I know uh, I spent a lot of time at, at Phoenix Children's Hospital uh, working with cancer patients. And uh, my, my goddaughter had cancer, and so did my godson, uh, two separate families, uh, and I was there all the time. And the staff over there are, are amazing people, but it's so true how much it's actually needed, and, and everyone's getting blood all the time. And again, even in the military, like I said, with the service members, it is vital uh, to the efforts in, in keeping people alive that people do it. And it only takes, you know, half an hour out of your day to change someone's life and save someone's life. So I, I think it's... It's beautiful and wonderful what you're doing, and and I I can't thank you enough. Well, thank you. It's 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 a cause that makes me feel good about what I do every single day. And you know, I just the impression that's important to leave on people is that you know it's the blood on the shelves that saves lives. You can't wait until someone you know is lying in a hospital bed to donate blood. Um, you know. When they arrive at the hospital, it has to be there because the blood donated today most likely won't even be available for a patient for at least 48 hours by the time it's tested, processed, sent to that hospital, cross-matched to a patient. It all takes that time. And uh, so it's important to donate regularly to make sure that blood's there for the people who need it when they arrive at the hospital. Now, you say donate regularly, and I know our goal here is to give blood three times a year. Is there too much blood? I mean, can you, we talked about summer coming up and losing a, a pound. Uh, I could lose 30 pounds right now before, so I can get in my, my summer suit. Uh, can I donate every day or there's a, you can only donate once a month or what is the guidelines as far as that goes? Well, the typical whole blood, do blood donation is an eight week wait between donations up to a maximum number of times per year. And a lot of that's based on you know, how you're, we do blood counts on you after you donate just to make sure that, that you, you're donating the right frequency for your own body. There are other donation types that can be given more frequently. Uh, for instance, uh, we talked about the platelets being that, you know, most perishable blood component that cancer and leukemia patients give uh, or need. Platelets can be given every, every week up to 24 times a year, and we have a very dedicated group of donors that give those platelets. Um, most of them will donate anywhere from uh, twice a month to once a month. And by the way, that Pizza Hut offer, for those people who do do those specialized donations, we thank them 
every time they give with that Pizza Hut cookie this month. So, so you, you lose can, a pound and you gain a pound <laughs> or two. But uh, at any rate, so, uh, so other donation types can be given more frequently. The best thing to do is when you arrive at United Blood Services is to, is to say, you know, based on my blood type and my physical attributes, what's the best donation type for me to give today? And what do you need the most? Um, it changes daily. You know, we look at current supplies. Obviously, we never want to be able to or have to deny somebody a life-saving transfusion because we don't have enough blood. By the same token, we don't want to over-collect and make sure that that uh, a donation goes unused because of its shelf life. You know, blood has a shelf life. So we, are, uh, we manage the blood supply by... Um, only tele-recruiting people into our donor centers based on, on blood type and what the current supplies are. So that changes um, from day to day, depending upon any current supplies. Now, you did mention uh, the call centers and things like that. If I wanted to not only just donate my blood to save lives, do you, I, do you need volunteers to help with the call centers or go out to the different locations to help? Or is that already taken care of by by the staff there with you guys. Well, you know, United Blood Services um, has some very specialized positions. And so due to, you know, donor confidentiality and the information um, that donors give us, due to the specialized training required to be able to, you know, donate blood or, excuse me, to draw blood or to test blood, um, we have a variety of different positions. And all those really need to be employees who are fully trained um, to do their jobs and, and all that, because we are a healthcare provider. Um, but where we do uh, consider our volunteers are those people who volunteer to donate blood. So to us, a volunteer is a blood donor or a blood drive coordinator, a person who steps up and says, you know, we've got a large group of people at this location. We'd like to organize a blood drive. I'll go out and, and you know, recruit blood donors to get at our organization-sponsored blood drive. And that's what a, a volunteer is to United Blood Services. And you can also volunteer by sharing, sharing the word. I mean, if Absolutely. you do it, take a picture of it, I think I'm always touched by that. You know, um, the number one reason cited for not donating blood is no one ever asked me. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things that, you, that people don't really stop and think about until it, it, it touches them personally. Either they needed a transfusion or someone they care about needed a transfusion. So the best way to do that is to spread the word on, you know, there's a huge need there and, and tell people how easy it is to donate. It's simple to donate blood, but people don't really know that until they've had an experience and given it a try. Yeah. I think that's probably why I like the app idea. Like it, it could come up like a, a Batman symbol, like we need your type. It would be a great reminder when people are out and about. One of the things we just recently started doing, and uh, it's been very, very well received, is um, when a person's blood is transfused in the hospital, we send them a text message to let them know th mm. that their blood was used. And, you know, due to confidentiality, there's not a lot we can tell them. But um, just knowing that it was needed by somebody and it was given to somebody really helps make that connection that it's not just donating. It's, it's you know, that person receiving as well. I hope people use social media more because I think it's also that reminder that's really going to make a difference. You bet. Um, be proud of what you do. I, I love the campaigns that have been going out for more societies and more organizations. And hopefully we can come up with something that's, you know, fun, unique, and definitely shows the hero that we all can be. 
That sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's been a pleasure having you. You are exquisite, amazing. Um, you touch my heart. Um, I'm hoping a lot more people get out there and donate and uh, make a difference because it's, it's really up to us to actually change this world. Well, thank you so much. I, do I have time to just tell you a really quick yes. story? And, and this is something that really touched my heart. Um, my mom, years ago, you know, she, she, when I worked for the blood bank, she was like, kind of like, ooh, donate blood. That, that just sounds kind of scary to me. And, um, but one day, my mom um, had kind of felt a little bit depressed. She had had a, had a, a her boyfriend broke up with her. And I called her up and I said, Mom, I'm working this blood drive and I've got all these like age-appropriate Kiwanis people here that are recruiting at this blood drive at this mall. Come on down. And so she came down to go shopping. And, and um, before I knew it, I looked over and she was donating blood. And I, I couldn't figure it out. I said, what gives? I've been asking you to give blood so many times. And she said, well, I read something in the paper today. And it was, whenever you feel down, seek someone out and help them yeah. because it does two things for you. One is it puts your problems in perspective. Mm -hmm. And two, it makes you feel really good for helping someone out. And I'm really proud to say that um, before my mom died, she was a two-gallon blood donor. And um, when she passed away, uh, they gave her four transfusions trying to save her life. And so she gave and she received but, you know, I think she lived her life in just a, a very special, thoughtful way. Thank you for sharing that, Sue. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you. Come I, back again. And, I would uh, love to. Drive safe out there. And I'll give try. Some, give some blood, everyone. Thank you. Thank we'll you. We'll talk to you next time. me